Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Devin Jordan. I am with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. Rob McIntyre is uh, not with us on video tonight, unfortunately. Uh, as expected, there were some technical difficulties. This is the <laughs> as first, expected. <laughs> this is the first technical difficulty for Rob in quite some time. So I, th- I think we should all be appreciative. It's not my fault. It is not Rob's fault. The Wi-Fi is out where he is in Florida, and they're afraid of 5G down there. So this episode will be dedicated to the second part of our top six worst decisions in the history of the challenge in the previous episode, which we recorded earlier today, we did uh, numbers six through traces three. We'll get to our Rob and my number three, and then two on one for all of us. So let's jump right in. Trace, you just gave your number three, which was what? Remind me. It was uh, Evan uh, getting Jedi mind tricked by Wes to go into the duel one-on-one against CT. Bob, your number two. My number number three three was uh, the veterans not putting in Big Easy at some point on the Gauntlet 3. Higher on my list. Higher on my list as well. (laughs) So So we'll come back to that. (laughs) This may be the only one that all three of us have it on our list, right? Because to this point, there have have not been any, correct? That is correct. We've had two people. We have had two people share one, but not all three of us. Okay. Your number two. I think it's very fitting that that's what it is. So my number three, and when Rob made a comment about how there were a couple bad decisions made on the ruins, and my response was a couple, uh, I, I think there were a countless number of bad decisions on the ruin. That, that was a season of bad decisions. But my number three, and I'm kind of surprised. Well, I, I think this, there's definitely a chance that this may be higher on one of your lists or both of your lists. My number three is Darrell punching Brad. It's not on my list at all. Yeah, I didn't have it on mine. It wasn't really in the theme of what I was going with. It was a terrible decision because Darrell probably would have gotten a win if he hadn't done that. So it's a really dumb decision. I agree with you. I just honestly didn't think about putting it on the list. Maybe it should have at least been in my honorable mentions. I mean, I think this is a clear cut case of he drastically impacted his probability, his chance to win the game. His, his forecast went to zero all because he made the decision to punch Brad, right? It, it happened in one decision. We got, a number of confessionals from Evan and there may have been other people involved at the same time that because Jarrell went in the previous elimination and he won that previous elimination, they had decided to pretty much give him a pass through the rest of the game. Right. And it's one thing for Evan to say that and the other people to say that and another for them to actually follow through with that. I don't remember if there were other people outside of Evan. I do kind of remember Evan saying that and that's kind of what matters in the context of the ruin, that if Evan feels a certain way, it's most likely that it will be guided in that direction. So I think there is a certain chance that that would happen. And there's no way that if Darrell is on that finals team, it reduces their chances to win the game, right? He's only a plus, if anything. He's not a detraction. Definitely not. I I think this is definitely, I, I think when I looked on a Reddit post last night too, about worst decisions in the history of the show, this may have been number one, to be honest. It, it was number one or definitely pretty high up the list. Yeah, I can't I can't say it's a bad pick at all because it was pretty dumb. All Darrell had to do is walk away, walk away. And uh, there's also not a positive outcome. They're like, what's the positive outcome to him punching Brad, even if they don't put him off? Like, I, I don't see 
There's not an upside to this decision. No. It was actually much lower on the post that I just referenced. It's probably, it has 39 points. So it, it does have a significant amount of points. The number one upvoted response, though, was Dario and Rafi. So that, that's <laughs> Recency bias. Is it re- it's Recency really Dario bias. and Rafi? This was, this post was from five years ago, right? So there weren't a lot of... Okay. That was around the time Bloodlines was airing, so that's recency yeah, bias. Bloodline, Bloodline was, was ended 2015, beginning of 2016, I believe. So. Yeah. so that was number one. Number two was one that I think all of us he, either have on our list or our honorable mentions was DM and CT not throwing in bananas, bananas and Camilla. And then yeah. number three was... I think I missed one. I, well, we'll probably cover a lot of these at some point. Yeah, there's probably a lot in our honorable mentions because I've got I, several of those. I think number yeah, th- I, have some. I think number three was Darrell punching Brad. So uh, yeah. either way, I think this was. I mean, we haven't even gotten to this on our ruins recaps yet. That'll be um, interesting. We're coming on Patreon soon. But all right, Trace, your number two moment. What do you have for us? In the theme of challenge violence. CT punches Davis on Inferno 3 and goes home on a season he could have caked walked to his first win. I don't know. This one's kind of tough for me, especially if you have this number 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 this 2. Is, this is your and number here, follow, follow my logic here with this though. The good guys team really had almost no chance to win that season. They were they had some good competitors. And Bananas was a good competitor. But that badasses team had Evelyn, Kenny, Derek. Okay? And they were able to pull Tanya up and get her to get her win as well through this. If CT is on that season, no one's going to throw him in elimination. And he literally can just sleep his way to the final and get his first win. Like, this one was just, like, rolled out, ready for CT to get his first win. And that didn't happen because he punched Davis in a drunken fury on the first night. Rob, do you want to go or do you want me to? Uh, I mean, you can. Uh, well, so my, I guess my quick thing is I think this is just a lesser version of what Devin just mentioned because I think Darrell was more of a lock to win at that point. I mean, he's on a team that has a somewhat of a more advantage against the opposing team. And like, I don't know if CT would have been able to skirt by elimination that easily that season. But okay, but okay. But follow follow this though. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to pull up the mail cast of the good guys here. And I want you to tell me who's going to beat CT in one of these eliminations. Okay. First of all, you've got Johnny bananas at that point in time, probably not going to beat CT in elimination. Uh, Let's see here. Ace probably not going to beat ct in elimination actually probably definitely not alton this was kind of where some of the cracks in alton's armor were started so i think that one's probably closer tim beggy ain't beaten ct davis ain't beaten ct and that's all of the good guys well, i don't know well, I think, things just happen man yeah, like, i mean like look at what timmy gets eliminated on that's what i mean i agree with rob here i mean i i think the issue for me is that there's just so much time right it was the first episode of the season. Anything can happen between the first episode of the season and the point in which they actually win the final, right? So that distance combined with the fact that there are some decent, that you, you just don't know what's going to happen there. I like, I think there are certain things that Timmy could beat him in, in an elimination. I think there are certain things that Johnny at this point could probably beat him in. I do. I like, think, do you think you, 
Do I think it's likely? No, probably not. But I just think that when it, to compare this to the one that I previously had with Darrell, right? They were going against a significantly worse team and it was much closer to the end of the game, right? There was yeah. barely time left in the game before they ran the final. Yeah. Well, and I also like, does he beat Alton if he's in that first elimination against him? I don't know. Oh, that's a good elimination. Interesting thought. I just don't think CT gets thrown in. And I need to make an amendment because I know somebody on Discord is streaming right now. Derek was CT's replacement. So if CT's there, Derek doesn't get his first win. So I will amend my statement that he would have been on the same team as Derek. So I fixed that. That finals team is pretty good. So let's just run through the finals for the badasses. It's, and they have Janelle on it. How can they lose? I know. That's exactly. what I mean, right? Janelle's it's a on great that team, team, actually. That's a, it's, it's Abram, CT, Evelyn, Janelle, Kenny, and Tanya. Tanya is by far the worst player on that team. But it, she's overall, good that season, though, yeah, man. She's, she, she's, she's actually got, good that season. That's probably yeah. peak Tanya Correct. as a competitor. That's her best. I, yeah, that's her best season. I will give her credit, right? At, at that point in time, she's like a pretty good performer. So overall, that's probably one of the stronger teams that wins in the team season era. I don't know. Actually, I take that back. I don't I don't think that at all. There's some really good teams that win in the team season era. Well, most of the teams that win are pretty freaking good. That Gauntlet 2 rookies team was very good. Even though it was a shitty like, final, that's a very good team. Like some, the rookies team is obviously the worst, and then you've got like the red team on Cutthroat, who's just okay. Well, most of the teams that win are pretty good. Isn't there some fat at the bottom of the Gauntlet Two team that wins? Let's look at this. Um, a beast, like a beast, a beast but is a beast probably kills, the most egregious. The like, yeah, a beast is probably the worst, but she kills that final. She killed I don't, the, I, I don't she think like ending. Randy. Uh, like, but despite what you guys think of Tina, I don't think she's an elite physical competitor. Uh, I think it's okay. I think the badasses from this season are definitely better than the rookies from that. From I home. agree with you. I, I think the yeah, badasses, it's team a different setup, be, though. I mean, even if you go back through time, uh, let's see here, it was the Miz, Kendall, Landon, and Jamie who won uh, Inferno 2. That's Darrell and not Kendall. Darrell and I thought Kendall won. Oh, that was Inferno. No, Kendall's wins Inferno one. Inferno one, which had Katie on it. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Sorry. Uh, they're they're a very good team. I think there Abram, are that's some also good Abram's teams. Trace, what that's are you also Abram's best season on Inferno three? What are you talking about with Jamie? It was the good guys in Inferno two. It was the Miz. It was Landon. It was Darrell. Oh, and Jamie Chung. Yeah, yeah, I Jamie Chung. Yeah, that, that that Jamie, not Jamie Murray, the famous Jamie Chung, who's actually on Dexter right now. Oh, good for her. Phenomenal season of Dexter. I will say that. Uh, Everybody's season. telling me I should pick it back up because it's much better than the previous couple seasons it ended badly on. Oh, yeah. My, my th- Not even comparable. So I, I guess most my difference with this, I really look at this from a purely tactical and political perspective. I didn't really think about, like, like would Lolo and whatever happened to her on Double Agents be a candidate? Thing? Nah, that's not, yeah, it's, that's no. a bad case. They removed her from the game for her quote-unquote mental health. Because, I suppose. So Rob, the, I, I think what it is, is like these people had options, right? They, they knew the options available to them and they made the, the incorrect choice, right? Whereas the example that you brought up with Ninja or, or with Natalie in Final Reckoning, where she made, made the wrong, she took the wrong turn. She didn't know that that option was available to her, right? She, she didn't know um, all, all of the potential choices that she had. Whereas these people, they did know the choices and they could have taken them, but didn't. Yep. But, like, I think it's very similar to the Dario situation on Bloodlines. 
No, Dario was just being so? a dumbass. <laughs> well, so was Natalie. Like, you follow the road. Follow your partner. No, Dario knew the situation. He knew he didn't have to go up there. I and don't think he knew the situation. Brother. What do you mean? Well, he didn't know. Because well, he thought the brother had won. The TJ didn't blow the horn. He's been yeah, doing he's an idiot. He's been to an elimination. Has he? I think that was. Yeah, no, this is towards the near the midway to half or near the end of the season. Like he knows that until TJ blows the horn, it ain't over, and he bum rushes. I I, I think we're very much picking at straws just to draw that much. Regardless, this is my number two pick because CT, in my opinion, if he is still on this season, the badasses still win because that team is clearly better than the good guys. I mean. Danny is on the good guys team. All right. Like how did, or was he on the badasses? Was he one of the badasses? He was, on, no, he was on their team and he, he just lost to Davis that elimination. Which is bizarre that that actually happened, but. I mean, I don't think it's, if Danny and Jameson losing an elimination should never be bizarre. <laughs> well, the fact that it was Davis is what's really bizarre. I think that's Davis's only win. <laughs> so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And he's lost to a lot of other people, um, but actually, regardless, he... I just really like to, I, I like this pick for me just because, I mean, sure, there's so many X factors that could go into this season. I don't see anyone on the good guys team wanting to ever throw in CT because they might potentially have to go against him. I just don't see it happening. Okay. Number two. Rob. This is my my number two. Um, I have Johnny and Laurel throwing the mission on World of Worlds 2. Ugh. No. So with my so my rationale with this pick is that I thought about like kind of including the West thing in that because I think voting in West was also a bad move. But with this decision, so they don't have the numbers on their team at the time or the opposing team. And then they throw the mission putting themselves at risk. Um, they barely are able to get it so they're not voted in by their own team when they're able to swing Ashley when she doesn't have an incentive, so she just tries to vote that way. And then they lose the vote on the other team. And then also, just like if you look at the situation of what happens with this season, I mean, the U.S. team never loses on a guy's day. They also don't ever lose. The only time they lose on a girl's day is that one time they throw the mission later in the season when it's the Bud Hall brawl. Like, I, I just think this is completely inexcusable of uh, looking at what there was going on with their team. We've talked about this before, and I think we came to the conclusion that there had to have been information that we didn't have at the time. Why? Uh, so, the... They had the they had the numbers on their team to get it voted the way that they wanted to vote it. Why why would it not be possible that they thought that they had the numbers on the other team as well? I mean, they could think that they were wrong. I know, so that doesn't necessarily make it a bad move, right? I think it's a completely a bad move. Laurel gets voted in that vote. If they don't do that, she doesn't get voted in. Like I mean, clearly, like a part part of making a decision is have is analyzing and obtaining the correct information. They did not do that. Yeah, but in this situation, the information is like much less clear compared to some of these other ones you talk about, right? Where Darrell punches Brad, he goes home. Uh, the real world takes the penalty; they win, right? These are like very cut, cut and dry. Whereas this, you're asking them to like read the situation of the players on the opposing team and be able to completely to accurately assess what they're going to do individually. But the, it's not even like they played things out and things went badly. They made a, a brazen decision to throw the mission. Like they just something completely against what someone would normally do in that situation without having that information. 
I don't think it's brazen at all. I mean, I think there had to have been a reason why they did it. I, I think we're missing. I think you're just putting too much stock in their political capability. They're not morons. These are a couple of like the best players that ever been on the show. Yeah, but a lot of these people aren't reason. morons that we're talking about. What? Everyone makes bad decisions. Who who else? Who, like, where are these other like people that have like, what are these other like bad decisions that we've discussed that are like all time great players on the show? Uh, like we just talked about with Evan and Hickman making a bad decision. Landon made a bad decision. Like Wes has made plenty of bad decisions. Like plenty of people make bad decisions. The, the Evan one I agree with. Wes, I don't know. Like I think Wes like used to be like a complete dumbass, right? Like I, I think he, he's made a lot of bad decisions. I, I, I think, I, I think, like he, I'm not saying that they're bad political players overall. I think this was clearly a very bad move. I, I can show you the message from me complaining about it at the time before we even knew the results of the episode. Talking about how bad of a move it was. I think we even, uh, wasn't there something that came out with Johnny on one of the podcasts where he talked about the logic that they had when this happened? The only logic I've heard from him was he thought it would make good TV. No, I think he brought this up before and that wasn't, like, I I went and listened to the podcast and that wasn't true. I need to go back and find it. Uh, If you can find some information that will cause me to change my mind about this, I'll I'll happily hear it. I, I think it is an inexcusably bad decision. I see both sides of this argument for this situation because it was a pretty bad decision on their part because part of the goal is to kind of stay off the radar. But I also understand, I think, why Johnny and Laurel felt they had to do it. They realized that if they did not take control of the numbers quickly, that they were going to be in the minority and they were going to be on the bottom. So it was either throw this and try to get power or you're going to get somehow manipulated and picked off into elimination anyway. So you might as well go ahead and take your shot and throw it. I, I completely it dis- like they can just win missions and they're not getting put in. Kara and that group had shown no like desire to throw them in. Well, like if they because if they of what happened mission, to Wes, not- because of what happened to Wes, I think Polly already had it in the back of his mind that he was going to screw over bananas the first chance he got. Correct. I, I think that's what it was. They wanted to be the ones that strike, strike, strike first. first. Right? Yeah. Strike, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Right, Trace? Well, yeah, exactly. I, I think Go over Kai. I, th- I think that's a very bad decision. I think if you just, I think, like I said, I thought, well, I thought well, about the, including the voting in. A I'm not disagreeing with you that it's a bad decision, but I'm saying that their logic towards making the bad decision wasn't wrong. I, and, and I think that that's what I'm saying too, right? Like I, like th- this was not a great decision. This wasn't the best decision that they've ever made, right? But I don't think it's one of the top six worst decisions in the history of the show. Well, I think that's where we're but, we're not on the same page. So, like, if they win this mission, they can form the tribunal on their team. They can make whatever tribunal they want, and the UK team votes in whoever. So, they're, if they're making the tribunal on their team, they can even vote in Kara or whomever. Go see the elimination of both of them at that point. They don't have to do that. But if they lose the mission. They're not at the mercy of getting voted in by the other team. They're completely like deflecting their power here. Just go win the mission. You can make the tribunal and vote in whoever you want, or you can just keep winning missions from this point on and never get voted in because that team never loses. Okay. That's why I think I understand where Rob's coming from. He's not wrong either. I think like just win the mission. If you win the mission, you can make the tribunal and vote in Kara. Who knows if they're actually going to be able to make the tribunal? tribunal in a well, way that why if you can't make the tribunal why are you willing to risk your own like safety in the game because i think their logic was is they wanted uk to throw in two u.s people from the opposite alliance and it just blew up in their face because if they were able to get one of those numbers out of that other u.s alliance then johnny and laurel are officially in control of the game after that 
that's why I understand their logic was sound, but their execution of how they did it blew up in their face. I, I completely disagree. Okay, what? fair enough. Why wouldn't you want two people from the opposite alliance to go in? You can, I mean, because you don't have the votes to do that. Like, they you don't have they the votes to get that done. They thought they did. That's the point. But if you have the votes to do that, just win the mission and vote the person in. But they can't because then they could the the uh, the U.S. person could beat the U.K. person, and they're right back where they were the next week. And they wanted two people from their own team to be able to go in against each other. That was the logic. So, like I said, I, I, the logic was sound, but it blew up in their face completely, and they both got eliminated. So, yeah, it was a dumb decision. I don't disagree with that. I think it was a really dumb decision, but I think that from Johnny's perspective, you got to strike, like like Devin said, you got to strike first and strike hard because if you don't, are you just going to – would you rather sit around that house waiting to get screwed or go ahead and make the first move and go home in a blaze of glory? Because they probably yeah, weren't going to make it to the end at that point. The, the best, well, defense, like if, the best defense is more offense, Rob. <laughs> but like the thing is, they can just win missions at the entire time, and then if they have the votes already, just win the missions and keep going that way. That's I, I think I, that was the issue, though, from the perspective of Johnny, and I remember him saying this on that season that there's he thought that there was no way that they would be able to stick together as, as a team. It was just a matter of time. There's no way that this would be ru- the, the ruins redux where people just march to the finish pretty much in one united alliance. That at some point, people were going to start caving in against each other. Yep. And the, and the thing too is, is technically Johnny and Laurel and Josh pulled the first shot because they blindsided Wes. And so it set the tone that, all right, this ain't going to fly any further. And so at that point, everybody's haunches are up. So it was going to happen regardless of when it was just a, it was a matter of when this would happen. Not if, because don't tell me that Paulie wouldn't have taken that shot at bananas if he had the chance. Cause well, he I think he if he keep winning missions, he never has the chance. Like the numbers get never. That's not necessarily true back. because let's say Johnny's not in the tribunal. It's Paulie, Cara and Cam who formed the tribunal. They can just vote Laurel or Johnny in. Done. But like they could already do that if they had the capability to make the tribunal. Wait, what? So if Polly, Carr, and Kim have the ability to make the tribunal, they also have the ability to vote Johnny or Laurel, whomever, in if they lose. Well, even if they win. Oh, yeah, even if they do win. But I'm saying like if they do lose in that situation, it doesn't make it so Polly can't make like can't vote them in anymore. He can still vote them in. He's just not voting them in as part of the tribunal. And that's why my point is, is that's why Johnny and Laurel felt like they had to take their shot because the numbers were not on their side. So they had to do something. And this is what they chose to do. It didn't work. And they both went home. I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I, I agree with you is a dumb move, but I don't know that they had any other choices. Your argument that they could just keep winning they would just have stuck around longer and still been in the same exact position they were in. I, I think if they win this mission, they can make the tribunal, then they could throw in Paul, like they could throw in Car if they want to, they could not throw in Car. They could just keep steamrolling along. They still have the numbers on their team at that point then. Like they can still just keep doing that. The only reason numbers get switched up is because they lose this mission and Laurel goes home. All right. I think we're going around in circles. Yep. So 
my number two, and we finally get to talk about this one, is CTMDM not putting in Johnny and Camilla against Ty and Emily in elimination instead of Dunbar and Paula, right? So this, again, I think is one of those clear decisions that if CT and DM decide to put in Johnny and Camilla against Ty and Emily, Ty and Emily probably win. That means Dunbar and Paula are probably in the finals. And then CT and DM will most likely win the final. Yeah, this was lower on my list. Tracy, did you have a higher on yours? It's not even on my list. And the reason why is DM, it was a big, it was a dumb move not to do it to win, but it just wasn't going to happen. Um, CT and Johnny were not really in an alliance. They were staying clear and keeping each other's names out of each other's mouth. But at this time, DM was living in California and before this had been going through um, some of her uh, chemo treatments and stuff. And Johnny would go over and help administer her shots and pain medication and things like that. So like DM and Johnny were good friends and off the show and he was helping her during her cancer thing. That's why later on when CT and bananas played together again, CT said Johnny was always good when DM was sick and he's just not going to double cross bananas again. So I just don't think that because of the off season relationship that DM and Johnny had, that that was even remotely a possibility of happening. That's the only reason it's not on my list. That was why it wasn't higher on mine. It's because of the, I, it's just uh, it was hard to balance out how much they were trying to win versus keep a friend out of elimination. Okay, number one, Trace. <laughs> I think there's no question what this is. Uh, I think it's a combo of uh, a not putting in easy when they had the chance when they were basically borderline throwing female elimination days to trim the fat um, or just walking the final after the swim. Yeah, I mean, this, I'll say it, this is my number one as well. Rob, you had this where? Number three. It all comes back to Gauntlet 3, like it always does. Every time. <laughs> or the island. This is, this is the, the nexus of the challenge universe, is Gauntlet 3. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, we, we, we've talked about this moment a countless amount of times at this point. Uh, I guess since we all are in consensus on this, I can't imagine anyone thinks this was a good decision. When do we think they should have pulled the trigger on easy? They should have pulled the trigger on easy at any point. I mean, quite frankly, I know that it would have had to have been a veteran that goes in against him. But other than the sand elimination where you were bungeed to each other and, um, well, the push one too. The push one too. But even then, you just have to tire him out. You know, easy's not hard to gas out. Once he gasses out, you can push that thing and get it over with. But the one where you're laying in the sand and having to pull him, if easy decides he ain't going to move, he ain't going to fucking move. Like that was the, that was to me the X factor and why they didn't want to do it. Because you would have had to have either Evan, Johnny, or CT go in there to pull this off. Because, you know, Danny's not going to pull this off. You know that um, uh, Kenny's not just going to go in anyway. So that's just not happening. So it would have had to have been a heavy hitter. 
and there was a 25% chance you pull the unwinnable elimination against Big Easy. In hindsight, if everything goes exactly the way they do and the butterfly effect doesn't happen and TJ spins the wheel the exact same way, it would have been Evan versus Big Easy in a puzzle and Evan would have smoked him. So that's hindsight 2020, but they were throwing eliminations left and right so they could get rid of the female competitors. Why they could not have strategically done it so that it's, you know, episode one or two when there's some other options on the table that could beat Big Easy, why you don't do it. I just, to this day, it is mystifying to me that they let him hang around. They could have, they could have done it. And now that we're talking through this, I, I think you made a good point there. They could have started to throw missions on the men's day and at least take chances, right? You could have taken a chance with throwing Johnny in there because yep. he's not as close with a lot of the other. Well, but you can't pick who goes in. Uh, well, they might have voted in Evan, or they might have voted in Kenny, or they might have voted in somebody. That's possible. Yeah, like it's, it's the rookies picking who goes in. Yeah, that that is the one issue with this for me. Why I put the Johnny Laurel one, and then I want to have number one ahead of it. Is it's just like. Who's they? And like, I can understand why Evan doesn't want him to. The first thing, Evan's the man in charge, which he usually is. He's like, not going to be Evan the one to go in against Big Easy and do the dirty work. But like, the he's rookies not going to go in. Yeah, kind of, so, I mean, either way, it kind of benefits them, right? So, if. I mean, I guess there's no way that the other team is going to put in easy, though. Don't, no. at, some, at some point, don't they have the numbers to be able to, to guide this on the rookie team? No, they don't. No, they never at any point could do this because okay. in order to orchestrate this, it would have had to have been veteran influence because here's the other thing. The other team had the ability to save somebody if they won, right? So they could have just said, hey, we're going to save Big Easy this week. And that's not an option. So it could have been, you know, it could have wound up being Evan versus Kenny because they could have voted in evan and shit goes wrong or shit goes sideways reality would be evan versus danny let's be real i mean Um, let's think about it like this so the two the two times that someone was voted in on the veterans team the first time it ended up being johnny versus who did johnny go against evan Evan, when evan Evan beats him right they throw in evan so at that point in time they throw they throw in let's say that the veterans decide that they want to throw in big easy versus evan Evan's probably not too happy about it. So that's not that much of a, that is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not a real situation for them to be able to do it. The second time in where it's, and the the last time that a male competitor goes in for the veterans team. And the the last time that there's a male elimination at all, Danny, Adam Adam King is voted in by the uh, rookies and the veterans throw in Danny, which is also a stupid move by the rookies. He's protected though. Right. I don't recall. Well, you have to, I mean, you have to account for that. I think easy is protected. I think they protected big easy and then they threw in Adam King because the Austin Alliance basically said, fuck you. We're not putting in one of the big dogs. We're putting in somebody because Danny's getting voted in. So we're going to give him Adam King, which to, to this day, it's incomprehensible to me. I don't think we talked about this on the original recap of the show. Why the hell is Johnny getting thrown against Evan when you've got Danny there? Like, well, at the time they thought, um, I mean, they both had barely any seasons over their belt. I can see why they would think that Johnny was worse than Danny. Johnny's just smaller. Yeah, I don't know what you do if you're them. 
Like, that's, that's, that's my thing with this and why I didn't have it higher. I just don't know I mean, that there's a clear... I, I think you have to get rid of him somehow, but I think there's not a clear way to do that. Well, that's why I also combined it with after the swim, just walk it. I mean, I know that's hindsight, but like they still beat the rookies. Was he making it walking? Say what? Was he making it walking? Yeah, they were making him jog and run. And he was, you know, Brad was talking about how he was beaver robbing down the street. Like he is so bad coming out of that walk. I don't know that he makes it walking. I think he's walking. I think they pushed him too hard on the swim too, right? If they just had him float and helped but push him along, I think there's the chance that they could win. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I think that they, this is more complicated than it's made out to be sometimes. I, I just don't know if there's a clear way for them. And also when we say they, like who are we meaning by they? It's Evan, isn't it? The, the dominant alliance on the veterans team. So, yeah. Well, who is that? That's Evan, Evan Kenny... Uh, Liam, or not, yeah, CT, Evelyn, Evelyn, yeah. Brad. My thing is just when we say they, though, those are the people being put at risk by doing this. Like they're, they're putting themselves at risk by throwing men's. I know that. And that's why in. I understand why they were probably hesitant to do it. But like you've got Danny there. Like, not that Danny's a, you know, they thought Danny was a great competitor. Why, why not throw a mission and orchestrate Danny versus Big Easy? Like there are but ways you can't to do, do that, that though. It's not a lock or a guarantee. I, I mean, there's like just it, so many X factors. I get it, but there there were some things they could have tried. The problem is they never tried. At any point, did they ever try to get rid of him? And it was a poor decision. And thankfully, they all learned their lesson. But just so that we're not beating up on Big Easy, the fact that he was able to finish that final on All Stars, kudos to him because he never proved- tried to quit. After he tried to quit. I know he, well, he tried, tried to get to quit. Jem, well, he tried to get Jem, well, he tried to get Jemmy to quit, so he had an excuse. Yes, he did, but he still finished. <laughs> and if you would have asked me if he was going to make it to the end of that final before it started, I'd have said no, and he proved me wrong, which again tells me if they had just not pushed him so hard on that final, they would have won. Because even with all the medical breaks, with even with them having to stop and let him catch up, even when he was still on his feet, even with him taking forever to get his clothes on, even with all the medical attention stuff, they still beat the rookies to the flag and dug it out and ran it up the flagpole before they were even done digging. So again, a lot of that's hindsight, but man, I bet there's a lot of people that were on that team back then that wish they'd have done things differently. Yeah, I think we are definitely aren't talking about production decisions with this. That could be its own very extensive list. Um, I do think. Oh, that dude, the- that list is too long. The dumbest moves made by production in challenge history. That show would never be over. I thought. Uh- I, thought <laughs> I thought about putting my number one uh, worst decision in challenge history is spies, eyes, and allies. <laughs> um but like i i think that the having to finish with your whole team is just ridiculous from hey man you gotta be army strong and you don't leave well, a man what, behind well, what if if, if lacy turns an ankle and can't finish what do they do they carry her well, I, but i'm saying she can't finish she's you whatever can't leave a person behind sorry well that well, so i mean if she has the same situation that happened to easy like what do they do they probably let it slide. I don't think after this season they enforced that where you have to have. Well, they didn't do it before. We we talked earlier with Coral. Yeah, they just gave them a they penalty. A penalty. They weren't DQ'd though. That's what I was saying is that they didn't do it. This before. is the so only time they've the ever DQ'd a team in a final. I think that's ridiculous. But you also know that when this is all happening, 
production is going like fuck yes let's fuck with these guys like they are like this is tv gold let's just continually fuck with these people this is this is the ultimate ending for them right this is the ultimate reversal this is the best case scenario if you're bunham and murray producing a show complete domination and then utter failure all right rob what is your your number one number one worst Uh, this is a personal issue for me that happened very recently in spies lives and allies never voting in ct i knew that's what he was going to pick i I think it's i think not only it's a bad decision for a lot of reasons mostly just because if ct gets to the final he has a very good chance to win Uh, i think the one pushback i would see from people that i would give some credence to is that kyle was only like 10 seconds behind from beating him but i mean ct was dominant throughout that final that final like any other final he would have torched them yeah, you can't you can't really account for the fact that production is going to be completely well, just reprehensibly illogical with how they construct the final. But I even think with it this season in particular, it was so easily set up to get rid of somebody who was a big threat. In the beginning part of the season, you have the one vote where the everybody gets together to vote in the one team to go into elimination. Then you have the next vote where the power team can just pair together any one guy with any one female and throw them into elimination together. If you put CT with Tracy in any elimination, is he beating anybody? Yeah, dude. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with so you. Hard to do. I don't disagree with you. Like, it is yeah. one of the, like, I I know we talked about it ad nauseum when we did our recaps, but, like, these people that thought they were playing such a smart game were just playing tiddlywinks while other people are playing chess. CT's playing chess, and they're all playing tiddlywinks. Like you, if like if you could put in put him in with like a Tracy or just any of these more bottom rung females against any decent rookie team, I think he loses. And that's not against him at all. It's just what happened. Like if you put anybody into elimination enough times, eventually they go home. That's just that's just how things work. And then even in the second half of the season, you have a setup where you can vote somebody into elimination, and sure they can take a spot on your team, but they can't call you out. So like if you're Josh and Devin voting CT in in the second half of the season. Like, I know he can take the spot on your team, but he still can't call you out. Nope. And if, like, they, and let's say that they call CT and CT wins, he takes Josh or Devin's spot on Emerald. Like, the rest of Emerald's not voting in Josh or Devin. They're not just going to listen to what CT's doing. So I, I think this is just completely moronic in, in any which way you play. Yeah. So, I mean, guess how many missions that CT won where he would conceivably be able to have some type of effect on the other men, right? So it was like three, right? Yeah. He didn't right. win any in the first half. He, he won two when it was still pairs. And then when it came down to teams, he won one, or excuse me, two, two on men's days. So I guess there were, there were four opportunities that he could have had. He won two pairs days? Yeah. Correct. Oh, that's he right. And I forgot Berna. about the ones with Emmy. Well, Emmy, he had the one with Emmy too. Emmy with, one with Berna, one with Emmy. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, they had their chance and they never took it. And so, it was, why wasn't this on your guys' list? Because you could just, like Devin said, you could just take the entire season of Spies, Lies, and Allies and dump it as a bad decision. It's like, there's so, Rob, there's so many of these from like the last five years. Yeah, I didn't I, want this I, I to guess. just be a I, I think this the last one is five years. Bad. It's terrible. It's absolutely awful. Like, I mean, the, the, they're, they're just the casting is so poor. It is so 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 poor that they just have a bunch of people out there that don't know what they're doing, and it just makes the product terrible, right? Like they need to get people. Like if they plan to do this, where they bring on 
new people to the show, they need to have an idea of what's going on, right? Otherwise, it just like impacts the game in a negative way. And you know what, though? If the season was shorter with an hour runtime, I think we have less complaints about it. But the fact that it was 19 fucking episodes that were 90 minutes each, except for one episode, which was 60 minutes, where literally nothing happened in that 60 minutes. And we even said, you know what? Because it was 60 minutes, it actually wasn't that bad because they didn't try to stretch it. That's not the case. That was the 60-minute episode we all hated. Okay. That that episode was like the worst episode. That was the the worst. That was the Emmy performing Alien. Okay. All right. Then I I amend my statement there. But my point still stands. If you're going to do 19 episodes that are 90 minutes each, you've got to have a good cast. And this cast for SLA was a shit show. It was awful. I I think... The thing is, too, with me with this one is what we talked earlier about with Diem and uh, Johnny's relationship or you know, just anything along those lines of people having really close relationships, relationships outside the show. That wasn't the case at all, seemingly with this decision going into the season. You had, I mean, because Kyle had been screwed over by CT every which way. Their relationship had been catered mm-hmm. with backstabs going both directions. Um, Josh had just had the previous season where CT was asking everyone to give him the goof and elimination. I don't think they had that great of a relationship. Then you had Devin, who Devin at one point during the season even says that he didn't want to see somebody who had already won a championship win again. So I, I think clearly they all came into the season knowing that this was an issue, and they just forgot about it as the season went on. It's terrible. I mean, and if any one of them thought that they could beat CT in a final or that they were, like, anywhere in the same ballpark as him when it came to their ability to compete in a final, they're lying to themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw it in the final. Again, I know... Kyle, they Kyle only lost by a couple seconds, but I mean CT was outstanding throughout that final. I don't, I don't think anybody else on the cast was touching him. No. In, in a normal final or in a logically constructed final, he blows everyone out of the water. Oh yeah, if it's timed checkpoints, he won that hands down. The fact that it was basically a just finish until you get to the last leg, it was closer than it should have been. Okay. I think we belabored this enough. Honorable mentions. What do we have? All right. Here's a scorcher because it had really no effect on the game, but I still think it's one of the like most illogical thought processes in the history of the show. How the hell on the Island are Johnny, Kenny, Derek and Dunbar hyping up Dan Walsh and Tyree to beat Evelyn in a face off so that she doesn't get a key. Like, did they? What do you want them to do? I know that's why it made no effect on the game, and it still worked out for them. But like, just the fact that you're having to watch Kenny and Johnny hype up, who's now sober, Dan. Good for him. Seriously, Um, the fact that that's who you're relying on is Tyree to beat Evelyn. Oh Lord Almighty! Can you imagine how Johnny feels at this moment that pretty much his entire, the entire fate of his game rests in the hands of Dan Walsh. Tyree, Tyree and Dan Walsh is who the fate of your game is in. He's thinking 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 to himself, man, like this is really what it's coming down to. I think Johnny's like, especially after we went back and watched, I think Johnny's really bad throughout that season just generally. Like if, because remember at the, towards the end of the season when he just kind of gives up and he starts yelling at Evelyn when he needs her to work with him. Yeah. Um, I actually think from the island, not voting off Kenny when they had the chance was also a bad decision. Which was never happening. <laughs> hey, well, it wasn't going to happen. But, like, I mean, if the outskirts of that of that group realized that they were never going to be in Kenny and Johnny's long-term plans, like, 
everybody this side of Paula and Johanna could have voted against them and gotten them out instead of Tanya. Yeah. I think everybody on that cast was just over being there and just wanted to get paid and go home. <laughs> one, that, yeah. one that I have was, uh, I think he still probably loses, but I think it's a lot closer is Derek choosing Timmy instead of David in the last elim- elimination for Gauntlet 2. That's yeah, pretty good. I think that's on there. I think um, War of the Worlds 2, this didn't really happen on screen, so I guess it's harder to say. But uh, Jordan and Tori not just voting in Nani on War of the Worlds 2 when there's that one vote where Tori gets voted in. Like everyone on that cast said they wanted to vote in Nani, but Leroy wouldn't do it. So they tried to tell Tori and Jordan to vote that way. They didn't do it, and then Tori got voted in anyways. Here's another good one. I have Paula sticking her neck out for Dunbar in Duel That two. was in my honorable mention. Yeah, as well. I thought about that. One. Oh my gosh, Paula. What were you thinking? You were in the dominant alliance and you screwed it up. Exactly. She she is no longer aligned with Evan and the rest of the group. She's kicked to the curb and quickly goes into elimination. <sighs> So uh there's the uh, also rivals too when nani and Teresa burn votes on leroy and then dm's able to just vote him in because they burnt too many votes on him yep i'll give That's credit to, i'll give credit to greg on discord for this one brad insisting not to be a team leader on sexes too <laughs> and when when mark long tries to justify their decision to have Eric be a team leader. He worked I, at UPS. No, he's he's really good at packing luggage. That was his, <laughs> really good at packing luggage. Um, one dishonorable mention. I don't know if you guys considered it at all. It's just one moment that people pick out that bothers me because I think this is the absolute right move. Is when Joss voted in George on World of Worlds too. Oh, it's yeah. I just think if he doesn't. I no, but I just think if he doesn't vote that way, he's voted in next week. Well, he went home anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but I think he goes home in a purge that's randomly done together. But by even if he's in elimination, he's got a chance to stick around. Instead, by voting in Georgia, I think he gets complete. stuck with Kaylee and he's purged. I think that's complete. Re- First of all, Kaylee's in the tribunal. He can't vote her in that week anyways. But I think that's complete results-based thinking. Like, how, how is he supposed to prepare for a purge where they, it's swimming for once, which Kaylee's bad at? And he's the randomly point was, together with her. And we've we've belabored this before, and I'll say it as brief as I can. Joss was not playing his own game. He was playing Polly's game and it bit him in the ass. Like everything about those decisions he made, none of them benefited him in the long run at any point, other than he just stuck around longer. At the end of the day, he he was screwed against Kara. If he votes against Kara, they're voting him in next week. I had the incentive to keep him around. For for how much we talk about War of the Worlds 2, I can't believe you guys say that you don't like War of the Worlds 2. I think there are I, I, my issue with World Wars Two, honestly, as much as anything, I, I just think the season is such a propaganda film. I find it such a biased narrative. Okay, what else like, do we have? Uh, so here, here's another one. These, these are a couple more that people on Discord had. The women not da- knocking down their puzzle in the final in Sexes One. Yeah, that that's a really good one. Yeah, the other uh, one that I had was an off-screen thing. But it really happened. Originally, when they drafted on Fresh Meat 2, Darrell picked Laurel. And oh, for, yeah. for whatever reason, I don't remember why they reset it. But they reset it. And on the redraw, Darrell picked Kara over Laurel. And he went home first. Okay. If he's with Laurel, can you imagine Darrell and Laurel on Fresh Meat 2? Yeah. That yeah. was bad. Bad, bad, bad. I think another bad decision too, um, 
So on Fresh Meat 2, when Wes and Alan kind of coordinate to get CJ voted in against Brandon, um, when Brandon has Caitlin as a partner, it's like they're not even allowed to compete in the elimination because Brandon drinks beforehand. But I think both of them smoke Brandon and Caitlin in any exile. So if they just gotten themselves voted in instead, like I know it's it always seems counterintuitive to get yourself voted in. I think at that point they can just actually preserve the integrity of their alliance and Lane doesn't end up voting against West later on in the season. I, I think that would, I don't know yeah. if that would really count. Let's put a pin in that because after we finish the ruins, Fresh Meat 2 is up and I think there's a lot, there is so much meat on the bone for Fresh Meat 2. We could spend an hour talking about that one episode. Okay. That's it. Thank you for listening. Listen to part one. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. We'll talk to you again soon if you're a patron to for the All-Stars 2 recaps, which will probably come out on Friday. Thank you and have a good week.